When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here we are on a Friday. Big Friday. We're going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Because the Indianapolis Colts are spending money in a way that is unusual for an NFL team. We don't like to talk about finances as much as we like to talk about football. But the way you invest your resources kind of determines the football that you play. So it's important that we talk about where this money is earmarked, where it's going, and and how the Colts are investing in its human resources, which means its players. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Indy... Hey, only 12 days until the first workout at Grand Park, too. That's important. We're going to see... There's only one question that needs to be answered through that entire camp. One question. And then there's some sub-questions, and we'll talk about those, too. And those include the cornerback play and whether Juju Brents and Darius Rush can be, uh, you know, can, can they play? Can they? We don't need excellence. Don't need even good from them. Need kind of the same thing from them we need from Anthony Richardson, and that's the real question of the deal, how Anthony Richardson and Shane Steichen kind of are able to cobble together an offense that can work consi- consistently through 17 games. Uh, Pacers, last summer, not the last, I, I think there's going to be another one, somehow or another. I don't know how they decide who wins this thing. The Pacers are 2-1 and one right now. They played the Mavericks tonight, also 2-1, and one, whatever. Uh, summer League basketball, much like preseason football, you watch, and it looks like basketball, but there's no context to it. There's nothing that is of importance in the result of the game, so it's it's kind of hard to sort of sit and, uh, and nut up to watch for a couple hours and care about the result. Not sure the players care about the result. Northwestern Athletics is in trouble. It is imploding. This is like a Death Star uh, of an athletic department that's collapsing upon itself And it's really, like, normally, arrogant people, we like watching them fail. It's kind of fun. There's a joy in that, right? But this is not joyful because there are student-athletes at stake in this thing. Uh, The baseball coach has been fired. The football coach has been fired. You've got an interim football coach who's been with the program since January who's never been at a major college school, never been at a Power Five. It's just ugly and unseemly. This is a Friday edition, a very special Friday edition of Breakfast with Kent for Friday, July 14th, 2023, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Give Jared Johnson a call. He's going to come out to the house. He's going to fix your stuff. Your pipes need fixing. 
Call Jared. He's going to fix them. 765-610-8809. Smash the subscribe button. Hit the like button. If you're watching this video, hit the like button. It's the least you can do. Hit that bell icon if you want an alert every time we go live or post a video. And if you want to make a donation at the end of the week in thanks for a week well done, you know, go ahead and do that. It puts up a little comment box, and I get to see it, and uh, I'll comment on it. I'll answer your question, all that stuff. Let's talk about the Colts and how they invest their money. It's odd how they invest their money. Here, according to SpotTrack, here are the and, – and we'll go through the top nine uh, people insofar as what they are paid salary-wise this season – but we're going to start with the top five, because this is interesting. Uh, Braden Smith, the right tackle, he is making more than anybody else on the team in terms of salary. This isn't about prorated signing bonus, roster bonuses, any of that stuff. This is about salary specifically. He will be paid $16 million this year in salary, the right tackle of this team. Second highest paid at $15.7 million is Shaquille Leonard, who may not play at all this season. The more time goes on, the, the more skeptical I become. And the more I listen to Jim Ursay, the more skeptical I become about Shaquille Leonard and whether he's going to be able to play. Third highest is a defensive tackle. That's DeForest Buckner at $13.7 million. Again, this is salary alone, no prorated bonuses factored in. Fourth highest, that's Matt Ryan. At $12 million. bucks, $12 million for a quarterback who isn't going to play for you. All right, so in your, and then uh, fifth, you've got Grover Stewart, another defensive tackle. We love Grover Stewart. Love DeForest Buckner. These are good football players. Braden Smith is a good right tackle. You've got you've to pay top dollar for excellence. Where's the excellence? Where is that? You've got, in your top five, you've got two guys who may not play. One definitely isn't going to play a single snap for you this season, and another may not play a single snap. Those two guys account for $27.7 million. That's more than 10% of your cap, almost 15% of your cap, earmarked toward people who may not play a down. How is that even possible? What is going on? Do you know, and, and people I know, people get worn out with cap talk. And I get it. Like uh, this isn't an accounting class for God's sake. We want to watch football and pay attention to football. And God forbid I ever teach an accounting class. I didn't even take an accounting class at a high level at Indiana. I'm not going to teach one. I did take accounting. I did not do well in it. I got to tell you the truth. But that is a lot of money that could be spent on assets that you actually see on the field and who cause a positive result for the team. And, I mean, my goodness, that's a lot of money, right? And then you've got uh, Ryan Kelly at 9.1, Kenny Moore at 7.5, Quentin Nelson at $6 million. This is a year where, where Quentin really isn't very expensive. It, the way they kind of moogie-foogie through the, the salary cap issues from a year-to-year -year basis with a contract like Quentin Nelson's is obvious here. Uh, Mo Ali Cox at $4.8 million. So what do you got? Uh, this is one wacky budget. Two defensive tackles, three offensive linemen in the top eight or top nine, one quarterback 
who is, for all intents and purposes, retired. He's not officially retired because then he would forfeit his salary, so he ain't going to retire until this contract runs out at the end of the year. You only got one guy in the top nine who is paid to touch the football if you don't count Shaquille Leonard and the uh, turnovers that he causes. And he doesn't start or will likely not start. Mo Ali Cox might wind up starting, but he's not going to play a majority of the downs at tight end. And let's face it, if he was a dynamic force offensively and should have the football in his hands, he'd already be there. This isn't a new guy. This isn't a new man, you know, who's got to prove himself. He's been on the roster for quite some time. So it's not a surprise what he does with the football. Plus, he's only $4.8 million. I, I, I just, when, when you look at the record and you look at the way the budget is allocated, you think maybe that Chris Ballard is psychotic. He's not. He's not a crazy person. But the way this thing has been run, the record that this team has generated over his uh, six seasons as the head man, and, and then what it projects toward this year is really kind of troubling. But we're going to find out what it projects toward in 12 days at Grand Park. We're going to start that process and, and evaluate Anthony Richardson as the quarterback of this team. And the one question that's got to be answered about this team as we go through training camp is whether Shane Steichen and Anthony Richardson can cobble together an efficient and consistent offense. Can Steichen put together an offensive game plan that Anthony Richardson can both benefit from, execute, and then, which is going to be confusing enough to defenses that somehow they're able to win games and outscore opponents, because they're going to have to. With two rookie cornerbacks, unless Dallas Flowers outplays one of the rookies, which is not going to be a good thing, you do not want that to happen. You've got Kareem Rush, and and you've got, uh, I think I said Darius Rush before. Anyway, you've got Kareem Rush, right? You've got Rush, and you've got Juju Brents. And then you've got uh, Jalen Jones and Dallas Flowers. And somehow among those four, you've got to cobble together two guys on the outside of that defense who can at least stop somebody at the line of scrimmage long enough for that three-deep zone or that cover-three zone uh, to, to be implemented and to be effective. And for the defensive ends to put pressure on the opposing quarterback, I I'm hoping that that happens. This is a time for hope. We're hoping that the Colts are able to get that done. This is going to be a weird training camp and trying to see a way that the light is actually light coming from the end of the tunnel and not an oncoming train is becoming more and more difficult as we look at this team. And you look at what CBS has ranked, where they've ranked the Colts, being in the fifth tier, which is the final tier, you know, you want the final frontier like Star Trek. You don't want the final tier without the front part of it. The Texans and the Colts rebuilding with rookie quarterback, that is not what we are looking forward to this season. We would like to see a U-turn by the Colts from that 4-12-1 to maybe 9-8, and 10-7. That would be wonderful. Here we go, sports. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right, let's talk about uh, the final summer league game, at least the summer 
League regular season ends tonight, I guess. I don't know how this damn thing works. I think they play another game after this, some kind of a, I don't know whether it's a plan deal. I don't know how it works. The NBA is so damn unnecessarily complicated and all that it executes. Summer League, why would it be any different, right? You know, uh, on, on draft night, you got this guy wearing that team's hat and then he's got to take it off. He's been traded over here. What the hell is going on with the NBA? Unnecessarily complicated, to say the least. Summer League, like I said, no different at any rate. Uh, Mavs 2-1, and one, Pacers 2-1. and one. They get at it tonight at 6.30. Uh, we'll see whether the guys who are on the floor together can play well together. We'll see if Matherin and Nembhardt and, and Jackson are back on the floor. I don't think that they will be. I think they're shut down for the Summer League. I don't know. Load managing in the Summer League, hard to explain. That's not really what it is, but it feels like that. We've got a season coming up for the Pacers. The three things that we're looking forward to this season. Number one, I think, is a legitimate chance at between 40 and 45 wins. If everybody stays healthy, if Tyrese Halliburton stays healthy, this team really functions well. And, and with more talent than last year, and that's definitely what they've got. They've got more talent, and the talent that they had last year is developing and maturing and becoming better. That's good. you got a chance, I think, a legit chance to win 45 games. You've also got the renovated field house with, in specific areas, you have hands-free bathrooms. You never have to touch anything. For germaphobes, this is a dream. No more using your feet to do things. Now you just walk in, the door closes automatically, you do your business, you get up, off it goes, the door reopens, and you exit without touching a thing. It is wonderful. Um, <clears throat> and then we got the All-Star Game and all its related activities. That's going to be awesome. Really, really fun to have the, the eyes of the NBA world on Indianapolis. A lot of fun. Uh, David Braun is going to be the, uh, the interim coach for Northwestern football, according to uh, Pete Thamel and others at ESPN. He's the current defensive coordinator. He, uh, that was a job he was hired into in January. Now he's the head coach. <laughs> That's kind of a whirlwind for old David Braun. What they're trying to do at Northwestern is save the roster. They don't want the entire roster, lock, stock, and barrel, to enter the transfer portal because then what happens to Northwestern football? It continues to collapse on itself. And then this is what happens. When a coaching change is made, players have a 30-day period to penalty-free enter the transfer portal at any time of the year. And so Northwestern, are those players going to take advantage of this opportunity? It is really hard, given Northwestern's academic standards, for them to accumulate transfers from elsewhere. So putting together a competent roster, if there is a, a surge in transfers from Evanston, Illinois, it's going to be really, really difficult to put that together in the near future or like long term. This could ruin that program long term. That's not a place that Northwestern wants to be. This is the implosion of, yikes, a grand nebula at Northwestern. You don't see this very often. The baseball coach got fired yesterday for bullying, trying to get guys with injuries to play through them, which used to be called toughness. Now it's called dangerous. What are you going to do? Sometimes it is dangerous. Sometimes you got to be tough. 
And and so it is what it is. But my God, there's a lot going on at Northwestern and, and none of it good. Thank God it's not Indiana going through this right now, right? Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? On this lovely Friday, it's lovely right now. We know it's going to rain it, like 24 hours from now. It's going to be raining cats and dogs. So Dodgers, cats and dogs. Um, Sarah Sullivan Newsom, happy birthday. The great Chris Knox, celebrating a birthday. The great Jared Morris, celebrating a birthday. Bob Weaver, Billy Clark, Duke Burris, uh, Nikki Johnson May, happy birthday. Ben Leslie, Kelly Antcliffe, and Rick Wolf, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, here's what you do. You celebrate, you take off your, your reading glasses, and you dance. You dance the windmill as invented by the great Scott Rocker. Betty, if you're going to Shania Twain tomorrow night, you're going to dance like this, and you're prob it's probably going to be so crowded, you hit somebody in the jaw. Don't hit somebody in the jaw. Be very careful. Respect other people's space. That's a tip for uh, uh, the crowded lawn area in which... I gather every single show out at Ruoff. Fallout Boys Sunday night. I can't wait. We'll talk to you later today. Talk to you on the radio in just a few minutes. WGCLradio.com. Click to listen.